0: Could it be that arguably the greatest coach to ever coach college football is leaving, but more important than that, who wants to follow the greatest? Could it be Dabo Sweeney? We'll talk about that in college hoops here on today's show. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic coast conference, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. Each and every day, you find us wherever you listen to podcast. Make sure you download subscribe to the pod from anywhere, but especially interacting with our YouTube community. We know that you guys certainly love to leave your comments, talk to us. We love to talk back and always interact with our fans. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions do apply. Today's episode is one that is just popping out. You know, sometimes you have a plan and then you have to rip it up because breaking news hits your doorstep. Nick Saban has been alleged to be retiring from Alabama. A lot of, I'm sure, Locked On SEC, Locked On Bama going crazy, doing an emergency pod, figuring out what's next, you know, what could be, what does it mean for the legacy that is Alabama and how do you turn the page and who could possibly replace. So we'll talk about all of that here on today's show where where Kenton, I'm sure, has many a thoughts, but let's start with that first. Nick Saban retiring.
1: You know, um, I. A lot of people are talking about all the coaches that are right now, right? And you have two absolute legends in the college game and Pete Carroll and Nick Saban. And, and, you know, when you look at Nick Saban, you have a guy that is arguably one of the greatest coaches, regardless of sport of all time, in terms of the major North American sports. It's a loss for the game. It really and truly is. There's only one Nick Saban. There's only one him. You know, you can have all the sons and all the clones and all the guys from his coaching tree that act a lot like him and all that. They're not him. Right. It's the same thing with with uh, Greg Popovich and NBA half the NBA is his coaching tree. None of them are Greg Popovich, but Greg Popovich. It's the same thing with Nick Saban. Right. Kirby Smart ain't Nick Saban. Dan Lanning ain't Nick Saban. Nick Saban is Nick Saban. There's only one Nick Saban. And it's, you know, Sark ain't Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin. Everybody who's coached under him. Hey, they did great jobs. They did good things. But Nick is Nick. And, you know, it's it's. It's a huge loss for the game of college football where because of the nature of college football now with not only the transfer portal, but also with college basketball being what it is and no longer being as relevant of a sport because players are leaving more quickly and transferring out. College sports, college football in particular, the coaches are the stars. Let's just be honest, right? Nobody was thinking, oh, Jalen Milrose got that much talent. That's why he's going to keep them in this game. It was saving is saving. And we think he's going to be just fine because every time you bet against Saban, he's going to make it happen. So, you know, I get it. At some point in time, everybody has to move on. Everybody has to grow to the next level, grow to the next stage. And, And sometimes when you get to that peak, the next stage is retirement. And that's where Saban is because, I mean, hey, what more could you ask of him if you're a Bama fan? What more could you have asked of him? If you're an LSU fan, what more could you have asked of him? If you're a Michigan State fan as a college football fan in general, what more could you have asked? Of Nick Saban?
0: Sure. I think a couple of things, you know, to pull out of your statements there. One, there is no replacing Nick Saban. Completely agree. I think that what he's done, not only for the game, but for other coaches, we talk a lot about the coaching tree. But being able to get some second, third time chances, whether it's being a quality coach. Cook- quality control coach or, you know, come back and be an assistant for saving while you clean up your life. You know, there's just been so many times where he's opened doors for people that you would hope is something that the coaches that come behind him sort of carry, but you just never know in this climate, that's a little more cutthroat and not as much, you know, boys club or keeping it all in the family type beat as it used to be. Some would argue um, I think that the opportunities before Nick Saban were you know, definitely steep, but he answered the call. And then some, like when you talk about college football playoff, when you talk about national championships, but when you talk about excellence and consistent excellence, you know, we can talk about Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers not having a losing season, but there's just something about someone who's always in, you know, national national conversations to either be number one close to number two, or end up being number one in the end. So I think right. that's just a real testament to who Saban has been and the culture and discipline that he's built and how he's really sort of kept it in house and really kept it real with you know with college athletics and to say that being in your seventies is being in your seventies, father times undefeated. Yes. Yeah. It's a different cycle now, you know, where college athletics is you're always is a twenty-four seven thing. You don't necessarily get the breaks as you used to. You're always going to somebody's home. You're always having to be on the recruiting trail. You now you're trying to get guys and poach and figure out how to bring in transfers and make it all work and still have them buy into your system. And if guys aren't playing, you know, we're used to guys who sat in the back at Alabama for two to three years, but they didn't mind because it's Alabama. You're going to a national championship games, a guarantee. Right. Nowadays, you want people to be the star. You want to go out and be the starter. You think you're the best of the best and crime de la crim. And you sort of probably get tired of that. I kind of saw that with Roy Williams in terms of just the way the game was changing and just how you would have to compete in certain old school tactics just didn't work anymore. And sometimes you just have to say, hey, it's not worth all the dog and pony show that comes with what seems to be college athletics today.
1: Absolutely. And there were multiple points, and, and I want to make this very clear. There were multiple points this season where you kind of saw it, where you kind of looked at Nick Saban and you were like, ah, uh, he's had enough. He's he's tell had us, Tell
0: us the points.
1: I mean, okay, so one of the biggest ones, right? After the Auburn game, Jalen Milrow, starting quarterback, throws the Hail Mary, saves the game, and he's screaming, give me that MF in Heisman. Give me that MF in Heisman, mm. Right. And Nick Saban says nothing to that. Nick Saban has had actual players win the Heisman. He's had multiple Heisman winners. He's had Devontae Smith. He's had Mark Ingram. He's had multiple players that actually hoisted the Heisman at the end of the year. And they weren't screaming, give me the Heisman at at any point during or after the Iron Bowl. And yet this guy who was benched during the season is, and Saban didn't come out and address him like he has in many other times, Tua talk about low is one of his favorite stories to tell about his time at Alabama was him talking about how he made a pass that very much so was one of those, no, 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 what are you doing? Oh, yes, it, it, it was caught type of deal. Sorry. And he said, uh, Nick Saban asked him, what were you looking at? What were you doing? And he said, well, I was just trying to get the ball down there. some joke or something along those lines. And Nick Saban looks up and says, that's not funny. After they won a national championship. This ain't talking about beating beating Auburn in the Iron Bowl, an Auburn team that just got a mud hole stumped in their behind by the New Mexico State Aggies a week early. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm saying in terms of you could kind of see that some of that vim and vigor was going
0: a little bit. You could tell that it's it just... Or, or, he just sick of the shit. Let's just call it what it is, right? Well, and that's the thing. He's just sick of
1: it. And He's that's just... the thing. Maybe it's a combination <laughs> of both. Maybe him being sick of it was what took away that passion to be like, stop. What you are doing is dumb. You don't deserve a Heisman. You're not even going to win team MVP. Stop.
0: But you he's know, also of the old school to be like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna tell you that in public. But I'm gonna tell you, get John Heinz parts back into the locker room. I'm gonna tell you about yourself, right? He that's probably, fair. Went, he probably went home to his wife that night and said, you know what, this is about all I can do, Miss Miss Saban. That's about all I can do, my mom. That,
1: And that's fair. That's yeah. that's a thousand percent fair. I, you know, uh, again, you can you can always see it, right? Like in anything, in any moment, in any relationship before the breakup occurs. BB King wrote a song called "The Thrill Is Gone." you can almost always point back to a moment where you say, mm, "I could tell that the love wasn't the same no more." And well, that was a national, moment for me.
0: Yeah, I think a national championship game where he's like, "I wish I would have coached them better" and like taking real ownership of, you know, the situation, like who knows whether it really is like how he felt about the guys and how they played or whether right. he felt like he coached them up or whatever. But I think taking that onus, maybe having some reflective moments. Is, I mean, again, I can only point to Rory Williams, the same conversations. Like, just the way he was tired of telling you to go get that rebound. He, he's tired. I don't want to tell you no more to, you know, fill in the gap or do whatever you need to do to win this game. I'm tired of repeating yeah. myself. And I don't. I know you know an old person. I know a couple old people. They don't like repeating themselves but so many times. Yeah. And, and this day and age, when you have to coach up 18 to 22 year olds, like they keep you young, youthful, all the things, but even everybody reached that point.
1: You know, I'll, I'll say this. OK, I'll say this. Nick Saban, wonderful career. Great job. And you know what? The the being tired of the, the stuff and being tired of the game. I, I often say this and people think I'm joking. Sometimes when I say this, I'm joking. Sometimes when I say this, I'm serious. I often look up. And I saw, I believe it was like a Giants, uh, he, was, he was on their punt block team. And he was going to get the punt, I believe, against the Eagles. And he ran into their kicker by accident. And he's holding the kicker as he goes down to prevent him from flopping. And I'm like, is this man slow dancing on the field to prevent a 15-yard penalty? What happened to the game I love? And I get a feeling that Satan said that same thing to himself multiple times this year. He saw one of his players at LSU. He saw one of his former players who transferred out of uh, Bama to go to LSU. And he tapped the player on the shoulder and said, hey, man, you would have played more here than they got you playing over there. And that was one of those moments for me where I'm sure in his mind, he thought walking off that field, what happened to the game I love? This young man would have been an impact player for us. And he transferred out to go sit on the bench elsewhere because that's the new nature of ball. Back in the day, when you transferred, you had the city year. What happened to the game I love? And I'm not saying that it's right that they had the city year. I actually like the portal more than the city year. Let these players have the freedom of moving and all sure. that. I think there should be some adjustments, sure, but sure. let these players move how they want to move. But I think that he had one too many "What happened to the game I love" moments, and was like, all right, that's it, that's it. I'm I'm 72. I'd have made millions on millions on millions. I got more money than I can spend in the rest of my life. Right, it's time."
0: Sure. And, you know, there are conversations around what could be next for him, who could be next for him, and maybe, just maybe, I have the thought around if he potentially could come back. But first, I want to talk about our friends here at LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which so makes it the best place to hire. LinkedIn also knows the small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time to resort or resources to hire. Thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Lockdown College. That's linkedin.com slash Lockdown College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, of course, everything's coming about about Nick Saban leaving all of that good stuff. And, you know, the next first thought is a thank you to Nick and how much he's done. He didn't have a farewell tour, so shout out to him for not doing that. You know, as many legends as we've had in this game, I haven't seen too many other farewell tours. Just saying. Farewell
1: tours are stupid for coaches and players.
0: To the people in Durham, just letting you know. Farewell tours don't always go how you think. Maybe they saw that and said, actually, I'm all set.
1: I ain't gonna speak ill on nobody. I ain't gonna speak (laughs) ill on nobody, dead or alive. Farewell tours are stupid. Okay. Just
0: saying. Just saying.
1: Go go about your way.
0: Now it could not be needed for a farewell tour because sometimes you see your program going downhill spiraling, and you come back and say, I could be the one that revives it. I have the ego and the brass and whatever it takes to come back. Mac Brown looking at you, however, I don't know how well that's going, but we've seen it be done. But for argument's sake, let's just say he's out of here. Okay, mm-hmm. gotta find someone else. Fine. Mm-hmm. There's a coach in Clemson, South Carolina, mm. who isn't quite adjusting to the transfer portal, as you know, one would think for someone who's trying to be a top tier, ten win after ten win after ten win type of coach, uh, maybe a national championship conversation, Final Four, all the things, yeah, top twelve. The gym, when it's all said and done, the ten win
1: conversation ain't enough for Dabo at this point. He set the bar of too course. high. Ten win, hundred
0: percent. Well, thank you for not setting for letting me set up my thing nicely as I get talking oh, about Davo. Just, just you know, it's fine, totally fine. It's what we're going Go here ahead, for. And Go it, ahead, it's, and it's it wouldn't be our show unless somebody ruined it. Oh so it, now it goes, somebody ruined it. You see, it you away. see
1: how she treat me. You see how she treat me. Y'all, y'all see how she treat me. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, see, how she <laughs> me? y'all see
0: how she talk to me. Lord have mercy. Davo Sweeney could potentially be a pl- replacement. It's been talked about for years. You know when Nick Saban finally did decide to hang it up, that Davo would be his successor. All I'm saying is, it's kind of worked for Hubert Davis succeeding your head coach. Go with me now. Could it potentially work for Davo? But who wants to be the man after the man?
1: I'm gonna say this, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch some ACC fan shoulders when I say this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: davos not leaving clemson
0: why
1: he needs to stay at clemson he needs to stay at clemson because clemson he bought them from nothing he bought them from languishing in mediocrity let's just be very honest let's just be very honest he bought them from extreme mediocrity to where they are today he's got a he's a lifetimer he's a lifer he's a lifer he can win he cannot keep up with the portal and have that team regress into nine, maybe ten wins again a year and still be okay there. He can do that. He can't go to Bama and do that. If he goes to Bama and does nine, ten a year, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, brother. We, we know exactly where you're going to be. Hey, I got a thing but- for you to do. Update your LinkedIn, Mr. Sweeney. Update it right now, today, expeditiously.
0: OK, but there's something about being a part of Bama, being a part of rich mm. tradition that might rejuvenate his soul. That might get hit. That might get the juices flowing. That might get you one to be bought in knowing what the expectations are. That might set it up.
1: Mm. Mm. I'm going to quote one Sean Carter, a poet and philosopher. You can try to change, but that's just the top layer. Homie, you was who you was when you got here. Don't get me wrong. Right. I believe that people can change and grow in life. I don't sure. believe that folks who are screaming at Tyler from Spartansburg mm-hmm. saying that they're a grown man with kids and a wife and all the things. I don't think they're interested in changing. I just, I, that's just my personal opinion. That's my for, personal but opinion. But for
0: that money? For that money? what that, I don't think you understand.
1: Dabo already has more money than he could spend feasibly in his lifetime. Like Unless he went out of his way to spend it. He already has more than he could spend in his lifetime just like living a normal uh, ho-hum life. So they can throw whatever they want at him. He's still going to be devil. He's still going to get down there and say, our program is built in Jesus's name, image, and likeness. You think that wouldn't
0: go over well
1: in Alabama? No, no. I was about to say, that's not the problem. That in and of itself is not the problem. It is all the other things that go with devil, the refusal to adjust to the new world that's going to crush them. People talked about how bad the ACC is. Talked about the ACC like dogs. Talked about the ACC as if we're we're a bunch of nobodies who just happened to stumble upon shoulder pads and helmets one day, right? And yet, Devil couldn't take care of that conference last year. Hmm. And everybody said that the problem was the quarterback position. Well, Candace, did he go into the, the portal and address the quarterback position?
0: No, he trying to work with Cade and his new offensive coordinator, which I get.
1: Do they have a, a, a freshman coming in that's supposed to be a captain save the team? No. It's supposed to still be club name, right? Defense. Losing. Ball players. Losing. All-conference. All-Americans. Losing the likes of a Jeremiah Trotter Jr. or Tyler Davis. All that good stuff. And you're telling me that you don't need to get in the portal at all? You don't need to dip a toe? You'll need to see if, if the water's cold in the portal. But so yeah, do you okay. have
0: to do you have to dip it toe if you're going to Alabama? Right? Do you really have to do all the work if you're gonna be Alabama? Because the guys that you've already had, Nick basically spoon fed you top five stars.
1: Can I ask you this? Yeah. Have Georgia and Bama not been active in the portal? Have Georgia and Bama not gone and got the best thing. Oh, wait a minute. This receiver had back to back fifteen hundred yards at bowling
0: green. Come on. Come on. That running back from Georgia Check, I believe his you're name was Javier Gibbs. You're too Alabama? good.
1: Oh wait a minute! You out there languishing in Atlanta? Listen, I know it's fun. I know it's fun. I know them lemon pepper wings be hitting. I, I get it. I get it. Tuscaloosa ain't too far away from Atlanta. You know you can still have a good time every now and then. But come on and get some winning in your life. Come get this winning in your life. Let let me put this pimping in your life. And next thing you know, Jameer Gibbs was wearing the crimson. Okay, he was wearing the helmet with the number on the side of. It. Yeah, you know that I
0: went right to the lead.
1: And and guess what? And guess what? When's the last time Dabo landed somebody like that out the portal? Don't worry, I'll wait. <laughs> Who's the guy?
0: I just feel like he's not, the reason he's not going is more about the fact that he doesn't want to be the guy after the guy. And his ego can't handle that. Versus he doesn't want to leave Clemson and doesn't he- want to get dip his toe in the portal.
1: That man ain't no fool. He knows where the grass is greener. Okay, he knows where the, he knows where he can go. The reality for Dabo is this: if he went on to win, let's say this is Dabo's next five years. Okay, mm-hmm. next year he wins ten games. Year after that he wins eight games. Year after that he wins eight games. Year after that he wins ten games. Year after that he wins six games. Does he get fired after that sequence of seasons? I say no, right? I would say no because it's Clemson. If he did it in Tuscaloosa, he wouldn't even make it to the six. He wouldn't even make it to that second six.
0: One. You ain't think no, so? People getting fired up top for eight wins at Alabama like that. When they, you know you had to come behind Nick ain't gonna have no patience.
1: If but that's the thing, nobody's coming, gonna
0: be Nick, dog.
1: But you're coming behind Nick, and that's what Bama fans are gonna expect. Bama fans but were Bama mad at fans? Nick when he wasn't Nick. When they, when they told when Bama was lost to Texas, they were calling for his head down there as if it wasn't a ton of season left, as if it wasn't plenty of opportunity for him to still make the playoffs, as if he still don't got all of his assistants calling cards. He got all their cards, all of them, including <laughs> Kirby.
0: But at the end of the day, they ain't writing the checks. You know, the athletic director, the one telling you whether or not you can stay.
1: Sure, sure. But that athletic director has to listen to the people who are filling the seats. He has to listen to them at some point in time, because if those seats stop being full – if college game day stopped being down there two three times a season, huh? okay, all right, we can we can pretend we can pretend like what how the fans feel have no sway on this thing. We can pretend, okay. we can live in the la la land and make believe. We can hope that Paul Firebomb gets up there and lies his tail off and dabble like he's been doing for all these other SEC coaches for years. We can hope that that man that go in the barbershop and say take a little off the top, leave his sides, go up there and lie for him the same way that he's been lying for years. But I promise you it ain't gonna work out like that.
0: So if not Dabo, then who?
1: I'm thinking I they say Dan Landing is the front runner. I'm thinking Dan is probably the guy. Coaches he can't wait to no- leave Oregon. Coaches cannot wait to leave Oregon. Every time they touch a foot down there, they where's that next job? Where I swear to Lord, I swear for Lord, I'm waiting on that next job. Maybe well, I also
0: think they have no conference. So that's that's an easy out. You know what I'm saying? They have nothing well, yeah, to play yeah. for and there are no exciting parts of that. But uh, you know, I think that Dabo should well, dabble your toe. Why not?
1: Okay. All right. Listen, I'll say this. I'll say this. Go ahead. I Dabo, I don't know if you're a friend of the show or not. You know, I don't know if you like listening to this podcast. Listen,
0: Damo. he probably listened but, to us and right after Tyler. So hey,
1: hey, listen, Tyler from Spartanburg, you got a direct line to the brother. So hey, if you listening, let let's let's have a talk with Dabo. Dabo, I advise you, pursue your dreams. Dream big. Go talk to them people in Alabama. Go ask them how they feel about your approach and you doing things your way and your way being different than the modern football way, your way of avoiding the portal, your way of trusting high school recruiting and player development at all costs, your way that just saw you lose receiver number one, running back number one's going to the NFL, and you got a quarterback that's throwing bubble screens on third and one in overtime. I want to see what they say about it. Tell a report back with us. It, Tyler, you don't need got to tell us exactly what he said. Just paraphrase it for us. Just, just paraphrase it if you can.
0: Now, could you see someone, like, we're throwing things out there. This is not happening, not news. Nobody's even putting their names out there. But if there were to be an ACC coach, you know, mm-hmm. Norvell, could you see that? Dave Doran. I argue that Dave Doran might be a great – if we have to pick somebody to get us started before we find our guy guy, Dave Doran would be the guy. Bring Tony Gibson, that, that defense would be insane, like, I don't know. In the words
1: of <laughs> uh in the words of Michael Clark Duncan, don't you wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Don't you <laughs> wish that evil on me. He uh, Dave Dorn is perfect for NC State. NC is perfect for Dave Dorn. Those mm-hmm. two in heaven. Um Norvell is a, a very interesting one. Because here's the thing his career trajectory, it actually wouldn't be surprising for him to end up at Alabama in, the, in a few years as the okay. guy after, like right. two steps removed from the guy or something like that. But He's not, he's not there right now. Like, how do you think Bama fans would look saying, yeah, we just hired a coach that lost to one of our biggest rivals, 63 to three. The reality be damned because we know again, sometimes folks, especially in other conferences, I'm not going to talk about their academic rigor necessarily in other conferences. I'm going to just say, the logic doesn't always follow, right? Like, they don't understand. Oh, if you lose a quarterback and your team gets worse, imagine what happens when you lose 20 guys in 2D. They don't understand that in certain regions. Again, not pointing at anybody, just saying
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's a struggle there. So, um, they wouldn't be happy. They they would not allow. Those folks to be riding in the streets if you hired a coach that just lost his last game by 60 to an in conference rival. And Elko maybe should
0: have waited.
1: Now, 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 You talking that not, talk now. <laughs> you talking that talk now. Cause I'm gonna tell you, I'ma tell you, he would have been a good dark horse for this one. Oh he would have been god. a good great dark horse for oh this one. Oh
0: my god. Now you gotta stress with uh Aggie program that God only knows how that's gonna be, but you knew it was gonna be at least a guarantee of some dubs in Alabama. He might have got to wait it.
1: He might have should have waited You know, but <laughs> listen You never
0: know. You gotta try look, you gotta try with the iron's hot. You're familiar with college Station. I get it. But maybe, just maybe, sometimes you got you to gotta wait on that blessing.
1: I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, okay? A dream deferred is not a dream denied, okay? Mm-hmm. Sometimes things happen as they do. Things fall apart to come back together even more beautifully. And think about how amazing it would be if you talk about it in terms of Elko. You know, things work out that he doesn't get the job this time around. But we've seen guys go from one team in the conference to the other. Looking at you, Dan Mullen. You know, uh, we've seen coaches go from one team in the conference to another happily with no regrets, no, no looking back about it. So we'll see. We'll see. But again, I I, dabble if you know what's good for you.
0: Keep your ass right in the Clemson, South Carolina.
1: Keep your behind in Clemson.
0: (laughs) All right, guys, wrapping up here, but the regular season is also wrapping up for the NFL, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like, Live same-game parlays, find bets, the new Explore tab, and make the parlay in the Parlay Hub and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash College and make your first bet count. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. All right, wrapping up the show today, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about games happening in the hoops world, men's basketball specifically. Last night, Georgia Tech was taken down by Notre Dame. Shout-out to, you know, Mr. Shrewsbury. His son did his big one. Overtime win for the Fighting Irish, Georgia Tech, and Notre Dame. Two new head coaches facing off against each other. A great game. A lot of young guys, right? I think that's one thing. If you if you're looking at you know programs and development, Notre Dame and Georgia Tech are certainly ones that are going to be dark horses in the next couple of years if things done right and they stick beside it. But I think it was a good game overall, just of exciting youth talent making very much rookie mistakes, but definitely see some problems out of both.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and another thing is, you know, you talk about who is who is doing the thing through player development versus getting the stars and all that good stuff. I'm going to tell you this much. Those are two universities that the academic prestige makes it a better spot for that development through year after year. Like, hey, stay with us for three, four years. At the end of this, you'll have one of the most prestigious degrees in America, you know, you, you'll have a, a very strong alumni network and all that good stuff. And these two new coaches, I'm telling you, those two programs are only going to get better. They're only going to get better. I mean, the reality is these are two programs that, you know, Notre Dame, that takeover was under some very not so great circumstances with the way Bray left and all. And kind of I wouldn't say similar because it with passion. was like kind of like, eh. You know, we like you. Thanks for winning us that ACC championship and all that, but sure. it's time. Um, But, yeah, it, it, these are two situations where these teams, I think they have an upward trajectory. I think. I could be wrong now, but I think they have an upward trajectory.
0: Speaking of being wrong, you were wrong about Wake Forest and trying to be in on the four teams a part of the triangle who were doing well. Wake Forest said, hey, hold that thought. We're going to turn the ball over more times than we can count. We're going to lose to Florida State in tallahassee just so we keep things you know spicy we don't want to don't want to get too too excited about ourselves and i thought it was interesting you know i was listening to commentary last night and you know this year this season forbes has really been trying to tell the guys like all right this is a quad one win this will be a quad two win if you win blah blah blah. trying to be like hey these games matter but I don't know if it's working out. Definitely needed this one, right? Florida State, who knows how their season's going to turn out. They have had, like, an up and down past couple years. But vintage win for Hamilton. Certainly tried to give it away to Wake Forest towards the end. But 87-82 victory overall for the Tar, Tar Heels, Seminoles in the end.
1: You know, as soon as you want to bury Coach Ham, as soon as you want to put that dirt on top of the grave and say, all right, it's time for Florida State to move on. Like Solomon Grundy, he going to reach up out that grave. And do what needs to be done.
0: Who is Grundy? <sighs> okay,
1: we're not gonna go here today. All right. All right, we're not gonna go here today. All right, just Google Solomon Grundy DC Comics. Okay, All right. just, All right. just look it up. All but right. anyway, because I thought the know, I, I thought you were talking about a biblical, and I was
0: like Solomon and Gomorrah. Right. Right. No,
1: right. no, right. Solomon and Morning. I'm not even <laughs> gonna go there with you. I'm not even. <laughs> gonna, I'm not gonna do this. We're not doing Bible Bowl today. We're not doing Bible Bowl <laughs> today. But. Here's Whoa. the deal, right? Here's the deal. That is, That was a very quality win for mm-hmm. uh, Florida State. You know, again, that's a good for Forest team. That's a good for Forest team despite the loss. And, again, it still is because we got a team to still get to that is of the North Carolina teams in ACC did their thing as well.
0: A hundred percent. Let's talk about Duke picking up the big win against Pitt. You know, we can't talk not too much on Pitt. Not too much caples. on
1: the Capels. Not too much on the Capels. <laughs> Well, I'ma give too much on the capers because what the hell were y'all doing against Philipowski? Y'all not made that. that
0: brother look like,
1: like prime Dirk Nowitzki out there. What and is not brother? One?
0: Easy on the brother. Go ahead. I just see. Easy, <laughs> see, this, brother. See,
1: see. Y'all see how Kansas do me on this show. Put me in these positions <laughs> to get canceled. Listen, y'all made that young man look like he's going to be the first overall pick next year. I mean, he was everywhere. He was everywhere. So Pitt back to the drawing board. This year has been a struggle so far, but there's a lot of season left. We've seen many teams. We've seen many that have turned their season around mid season or early season. We saw with Boston college this year. We, we looked at them and said, Oh, Halfly, brother, go ahead and pack them bags. Lo and behold, it's the year 2024, and that brother still ain't had to update his LinkedIn yet. So, with that being said, y'all still got time. But Pitt, if you want to do something, turn it around soon. Duke is Duke basketball still. They're doing what they're supposed to do.
0: Thousand percent. All right, that is our time for today. We got to get up out of here. If you had missed the top part of the show, you missed our conversation around Nick Saban retiring. Who, he, who might replace and why Dabo Sweeney is staying in Clemson. We also gave yeah. you a little tidbits on ACC Hoops, so make sure you check all of that out. Let us know your thoughts. Who would replace Nick Saban if they were an ACC coach? Kenton, I feel like that's a good community question. Absolutely. We'll throw that up there. Absolutely. We also, Beamer
1: is a legend nationally. Let's stop playing like Beamer is only a legend of Virginia Tech. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you know anything about college football, that man's a legend nationally
0: hundred percent. He's reading the comments, live comments as a recording. So there's that, but guys, make sure you check out the rest of our show. And if you haven't caught up on this week's episode, do all of that. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk more hoops with some women action in there as well. So Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we hope you have a great rest of your day until next time.